sleep is one of our five basic needs, along with air, food, water, and shelter. So we'll literally die without it. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, it's Chris Ward with Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast. And today we are going to get personal. We are diving into the bedroom. <laughs> okay, stay tuned. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be seedy. We're talking about sleep or for entrepreneurs, you know what that means, lack of sleep. So today we have Martha Lewis, a sleep consultant to health-conscious high achievers who want to sleep but can't. Oh boy, does she have our number. With multiple sleep certifications, I don't know, that sounds like you just get to sleep and you get a certification, but I'm sure there's more to it. An MS in holistic nutrition as an expert on gut health, she combines sleep foundations, stress resilience techniques, and lab testing for underlying health issues to get to the root cause of clients' insomnia. She's been featured in numerous publications such as Thrive Global and Sandwick, oh sorry, Swanwick Sleep and various podcasts around the world and is a passionate speaker on the topic of sleep. Welcome to the show, Martha. Thanks for having me, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Boy, oh boy. I, I'm going to bear it all. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you all my dark secrets and, and hopefully people can relate. So there's so much to talk about. So let me just dive right in. Well, let me backtrack for a, a split second. How does one land in this world of sleep? I mean, clearly by the intro, you did not get a certificate for just sleeping. How did this become your passion? Well, it's funny. It started with my son who wasn't a good sleeper when he was a baby. And so I ended up hiring a sleep consultant to help with his sleep. And then I became a pediatric sleep consultant. Oh, Yeah, but the ironic thing was, is that even after he was sleeping through the night at six months old, I still wasn't sleeping. And my insomnia started in late pregnancy, but it didn't go away after I had him and lasted another year and a half before I finally said, I've had enough. This is ridiculous. I'm a sleep consultant who isn't sleeping. I have to do something about this. So that's what got me into looking at certifications for adult sleep. And luckily, the woman who I trained with for pediatric sleep offered that. So I decided to take it. And I was very skeptical that it would help because I already knew a lot about sleep. But yeah, yeah, but it turns out it did. I needed to make multiple changes to some of my habits, to my schedule a little bit, to my activity level, to what I was eating and when. And doing all of that at the same time, within a month, I was sleeping great again. So that is interesting because I tell you, nothing makes me angrier when you're watching TV and they'll be like, stay tuned out the commercial. We're going to tell you the seven things you're doing wrong about sleep. And I think, okay, I got to watch this. And then it's always like ridiculous stuff. Like I don't, you know, just don't have a roast beef dinner five minutes before you go to bed. You know, like they're all like, okay, huh? I knew that at five. So here's some interesting things. Now, what I didn't know, and we won't dive into too deep into the, like the brain and how it all works and stuff like that. Cause there's so much I want to cover with you. Um, 
is that it was explained to me by a naturopath or whatever, that whatever those chemicals are, the ones that are responsible for interest and excitement are the same. The adrenaline is the same thing for stress because people would say to me all the time, well, are you stressed? And I'd say, because I've had a long history of sleep issues, but I'm, I don't want to, knocking on a lot of plastic and wood here. I've been doing really well lately, so I don't want to bring it up, but, but I would say no, because I, I didn't, I, I think stress is always the answer, an easy answer for everything. So I didn't buy into that. But on top of that, I think I'm a pretty positive person. And really I could see all the time, like if something was going to happen tomorrow that I was super excited about, I would wake up in the night, super excited. Like, is it morning yet? Like a child? And that's great, except the next day when I had that gap of two hours sleep in the middle of the night, I'm slightly less excited about the event now. So, so that was really counterproductive. And, you know, I would get like, you know, you just, you feel sick, you feel hungover. So for me, it was like, oh, it's not stress. I'm just really hyper happy all the time or enthusiastic. And it was wearing me out. Never mind, of course. Then there's the whole entrepreneurial journey where, you know, for the first two years, Oh my gosh. I, you know, they tell you all the time, don't worry people. We will let her talk. It's, I just have so much to say on this. They tell you all the time about grinding it out, blah, blah, blah. So the first couple of years when I was in business, you know, I would think, Oh, you can't waste time. And I would try to work and then go to bed five minutes later. Like, Oh yeah, they tell you grind it out. So let's work to midnight and try to fall asleep at 1205. And I'm going to tell you something that might shock you listeners and our lovely guests that did not work. (laughs) Did not get to sleep and there was no quality of sleep. So I do think this is such an important subject because it does change your life and your charm and your clarity and everything. So tell us some of the biggest misinformations about sleep. Well, you know, one of them you're touching on for sure is that you can get by without sleep. Like actually sleep is one of our five basic needs along with air, food, water, and shelter. So literally die without it. And if you don't get enough over too much time, you're going to burn out. You're going to get sick and you're not going to be as productive and efficient and as successful as you want. So that, and, you know, so I think another misconception is that by staying up late and working that extra hour that you're going to get an hour ahead. Oh, yeah. If that means that you're missing sleep, then you're actually going to be far less productive the next day. So you're yeah. getting hours behind. A hundred percent. And I'm so, I learned that the hard way and then I relearned it and I relearned it. <laughs> I relearned that a whole bunch of times. And that's really a big part of where my platform when the hour, when the day came with team building and all that stuff, because I would argue with my husband, he'd be like, I think you don't understand. You don't, you, you don't have your own company, you have office job. And he'd be like, you're being counterproductive. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Right. And then the next day I would see all these mistakes I made as well as, you know, I would all the time, I, this is horrible. I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would think of something and then I would not fall back to sleep. Like I'm going to the bathroom, I remember something. And then I think, well, I'm awake anyways, I'm wasting time. So I would go work for two hours in the middle of the night. And this reportedly by all accounts did not make me a charming person the next day. And (laughs) it got so bad that my husband had said like, that's nuts. Like he said, you don't fall back asleep sitting upright in the middle of the night with lights on in front of the computer. Like there's, he was no sleep expert, but he had this much knowledge. So here's my secret. 
He then started what I would call doing audits. In the middle of the night, if he got up to use the bathroom, he checked my feet. And if they were cold, he knew I'd been out of bed. So we had a no getting out of bed policy. This is how friggin' bad it got. Like that's nuts, right? And it really did totally impact my business. And when I started to make these changes, you know, through my platform and understanding that sleep was an essential component and you have to do everything at all costs to protect it. I'm telling you, I felt like I should go on a national campaign and do like real, like there was a secret to life that nobody really told me because this whole work hard thing, it's the first to go. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened to Ariana Huffington and what she did. Like, yeah. You know, she collapsed at her desk one day from exhaustion and literally broke her face oh. and yeah, woke up in a pile, a pool of blood with her daughter standing above her in the middle of the day and went yeah. to, went to the, you know, to the hospital and they said she was just exhausted. And so that was the turning point for her where she realized that, okay, this isn't the right way to live. And she became you know, really passionate about sleep and wrote the book, The Sleep Revolution. And, yeah. um, you know, exactly like you're talking about has had that experience where you realize that this isn't something that I can neglect. No, I remember one day walking down a hall in between two meetings and there was this big, long hall and I had to get to the next meeting. And here is the weakness in your mind when you go without sleep. Like I'm a functioning person. I, you know, I drove myself here, but you start to really lose grasp on reality. And I remember walking down this hall and I was so, I felt nauseous. Like you, it wasn't like being tired. I'd have to be rested to be tired. And I remember thinking, I'm just going to close this eye halfway down the hall. And when I get halfway, then I'll close the other eye. Like I thought I could rest eyes while I walked. Like clearly you've lost your mind at this point, right? Like you're not well, right? So now people, you've, you've, you're just losing all sort of grasp on reality. So I've learned these lessons and this was way back in the beginning. And now I will tell you, I'm so protective about my routine and I notice like sometimes even when I'm doing this podcast where I'm dealing with somebody else in a different time zone, I have to say, okay, like they're in Australia, they're getting up at 6am to do this for me. I can't ask them to get up at four because I don't want to work past 5pm, right? All this crazy math. But I even notice if I work, you know, let's say an hour or half, not even two hours later, I notice now how delicate that balance is and it affects my sleep. Like I'm not talking about working to midnight anymore. I'm talking about I should be done at five and now I'm done at 6.30 and I see how that impacts everything. So it's a very delicate balance. Yeah, definitely. And everyone's different for sure, but I'm sensitive right. like that too as to, yeah, I have to cut things off by eight at the latest and yeah. I go to bed at 10 and yeah, but sometimes evenings are the time I can work after yeah. my son's in bed. And so, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like you said, it's a balance. So what are some of the big things that you see the, the sleep routine that violates that sleep routine that, you know, people just are not appreciating the value of, of what, how they're messing it up? Well, I would say the big thing is uh, looking at screens before bed. This is a really hard one for people, including me, <laughs> to not do. Um, you know, the recommendation is to not be on screens an hour before bed. And that's because screens emit blue light, which uh, suppresses melatonin and tells our body it's daytime and keeps us awake. And they also make us wired, even though we're, you know, we might feel tired. You have that wired but tired feeling. And so that's a really tough one for, for a lot of us, um, but it's so important. Now, when they say that, I feel like I'm in a, a therapy session here. Everyone listen to about my routine. <laughs> I'm speaking for all of you, but it's about me. 
So when they say that, I get it. Like, I know you shouldn't be on Facebook because you stimulate the, you know, the brain with looking for new information and you get a dopamine, dopamine hit every time there's, oh, a new interest or a new piece of content. So one part of my routine is I, you know, because even if you're reading a book, you still got a lamp on, right? And of course, all my books are now on my iPad. So what I will often do is I'll just watch something on Netflix on my iPad. Like it's no longer the TV. I know this still is a screen, but anyhow, <laughs> bear with me. And I do have it dimmed down low. And then I'll watch something that I've seen a thousand times. So I don't have any real interest in it, like friends or something like it's just to, to soothe me into a routine, but there's no, nothing new or dramatic is going to happen. I've seen the show, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I'm trying to use that because I don't understand the, like, if there's no screen at all, like, where's the gap between, I, I don't know, what do you do to fall asleep? Like, what, where's the, what do you do? <laughs> right? That is the tricky thing. But think of how new these screens are, too. I mean, it's only in the last few decades that we, that we have these screens in front of us all the time. So, um, so there's other things to do, like... Uh, reading, but on a regular book or on a Kindle Paperwhite, even that doesn't have that backlight. Um, listening to audiobooks, taking a bath, doing some stretching, uh, meditating, doing a crossword puzzle like, you know, these types oh, of things. Crossword that puzzle sounds like punishment, but so <laughs> okay. whatever you would like to do. <laughs> okay. So for me, unfortunately, all my books are business. So I've learned that I can't even read like at seven o'clock at night because I get stimulated. They want to start like, this is a problem. Like people think oh, my energy is great and I always have lots of energy, but that's great until 11 o'clock at night, turning it down. And I do think there are people out there like myself, you know, maybe that's a backbone of being an entrepreneur, you're high energy, or also you're just driving yourself at a, such a rate, you don't know how to put the brakes on. So I would say too, like, okay, I do meditate in the morning and I, then in the evening I thought, well, that sounds like work. Can I just do that in the morning? So it's probably better to meditate at night and not to dive into this because it's out of my comfort zone. I'm just not that modern of a chick, but does this also discount when people are looking at you affectionately right before bed? Because now you're supposed to like, you're supposed to be delivering goods and services as far as romance goes, but that's an activity. So doesn't that be counter, I mean, I know the way the male body is, a rabbit, you know, falls asleep. They always say a rabbit sleeping on the side of the road is not dead. He just had some loving. Um, but the, that also stimulates the brain as well, correct? Like now you're doing exercises. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone too. And it kind of depends on your chronotype and it just, yeah, it just depends on you. Um, but you're right. Like men tend to have no problem falling asleep right after. And for me, I'm definitely wired. And so that's actually not the time of not day helpful. I prefer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the time you spend arguing that with your mate also wakes you up. So yeah, right. That doesn't work. It's just me here to, no, you don't understand. I'll be awake then. Okay, well, we're awake now because we're debating. Right. Okay, so get rid of the screen. What else do we need to be thinking about? Um, also managing stress levels throughout the day as well. Okay. So. Um, we can't expect to, you know, wake up to an alarm, hit the ground running, go, go, go all day. And then you, like you were saying, work until the last second and then fall yeah. asleep five minutes later. Like it doesn't work that way. So I, I actually recommend starting off with a morning routine, which meditation yeah. can be a great part yeah. of that. But so you're not elevating your cortisol levels really high from the get-go by waking up to an alarm, checking your email you know, yeah. start your brain, your mind racing. 
so yeah, taking it, easing into your day is great. And then taking breaks throughout the day is also key. Um, luckily, it's better for productivity as well to take breaks, but it's also going to help take that time to lower your cortisol levels. And so that's a good point. Yeah. So I think what you're saying, it's kind of like when you, you always think of when they say, uh, you know, if you're looking for your beach body, you don't start in June, right? If you want to, whatever. <laughs> so what you're saying right. to me is bedtime is really not the time to panic about sleep, right? Exactly. So I do notice because I work out pretty much every day, like it's the odd reason that I wouldn't work out. I generally work out seven days a week. And what that teaches me is I have to have a certain amount of self-care to maintain that exercise in the morning to feel like it. So then everything falls in place-ish because I'm, I'm supporting that. I have to be rested and well enough and strong enough to have a good workout. And so then that does mean I have to eat better and I have to pace myself in certain things. So what you're saying is, you know, these are good tips about the blue screen and all that stuff, but it's just a result of your overall self-care. Exactly. And what you right. do throughout the day affects how you sleep at night. Right. And that makes sense because before my platform, when the hour, when the day, which is really, you know, about, you know, having, having a team so that you are not working crazy hours and all this other stuff. And if you're, when we talk about that, we've actually got a product coming out, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. And when I understood that you could change your life by starting a team, that's when everything changed for me. Cause you're right. I would wake up in the morning. Literally, I would feel like your inner being or your spirit was jumping out of bed before I could physically get there because like the race was on. Right. So there was an energy that I was always trying to control of, you know, people didn't like to be rushed and they don't like it when I asked them to talk quicker. <laughs> could we move this along faster? And I had to learn, okay, slow down. But really that was a false pretense because I was pretending to slow down in my head and screaming like, we need to get on to the next thing. Go, go, go. So never mind that I'm sure I wasn't fooling anybody, but that's hard on the heart and the mind when you're constantly trying to control your impatience, right? Whereas now where my lifestyle has completely changed over the last eight years, it really does, you know, I do notice a difference in the sleep. So I guess faking it and tricking your body is not a, an effective tool. Right, exactly. <laughs> Okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right. So what are some other things that we need to know? Well, um, I would say, you know, another myth is that we need this eight hours of sleep. That is okay. the average, okay. but the range is actually seven to nine hours per person. Okay. And it's, and it's different for everyone. Um, and it's also going to change throughout your life too, you know, depending on how, stressed you are, how healthy you are, how active you are, all those things. So, but yeah, there are some people who only need closer to the seven hour mark and those who need closer to the nine hour mark. And, you know, the reason this, the seven hour mark is there is because lots of studies have been done showing that if you're getting fewer than seven hours of sleep a night on a regular basis, that's when you're, the health risks start going up for all mm. kinds of different chronic disease. So yeah, that seven to nine is the recommended range. So lack of sleep really, really will kill you, like, or certainly yeah. make you unhealthy. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so the diet stuff, you mentioned that when you were struggling with sleep, and feeling foolish about it because there you were a sleep expert tired. Nobody wants to see that, right? Nobody, <laughs> it's like a marriage counselor who's divorced. Nobody wants that, right? 
Um, nutrition. We're just talking common sense. Eat right. Don't eat late. Don't have sugars. Like there's no fooling. You know, you can't be having a pizza an hour before you go to bed. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I definitely you know dive deeper into it a little bit. Um, talking about food sensitivities and finding that out for people. But for the basics, I mean, blood sugar is yeah. really key to keep okay. steady throughout okay. the day. If you're on this roller coaster. Um, all day, then you are going to be at night as well. And if your blood sugar drops too low in the night, then your body's going to release cortisol because it's stressed. And then that wakes you up and suppresses melatonin. And yeah, and it's really hard to go back to sleep after that. So that's definitely one critical thing is um, avoiding those pastries and donuts Mm. and sugars and fruit juices and things like that. And making sure to have healthy fat and protein with every meal to, to lessen that blood sugar spike. Yeah. Right. And let's be clear. Like I know we are skimming over this really at a higher level, but honestly, you know, this, I, you know, I, I guess I could just speak for myself, but I certainly know lots of entrepreneurs at different points in their journey and sleep as my husband used to say, it was the first thing I stole from. Like he'd say, like, you can't always steal from sleep. You can't stay up later and get up earlier. Like, this is crazy. That can't be your first go-to. So I do think it is the journey of an entrepreneur, especially, you know, with the myth of you have to grind it out in earlier years and stuff. So I, I think it's an important conversation to have so that people can realize the damage they're doing because I didn't get it until I started putting sleep back in my life. I mean, oh my gosh, what a difference. Like suddenly the birds are chirping and people weren't annoying and everything. And I was much more clear headed and I got more results, but let's be really super clear. You're giving us like the Coles notes version here, really um, glossing over some, ma- you know, major health stuff. Like a, a, we're clear that you have a lot more vast knowledge on this topic, but we're just trying to get some takeaways for today. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So, so tell me, you know, what, what's the range or, or give it just, you know, you do your thing, give us some myths, some more myths. <laughs> um, let's see some more myths. Oh, well, I have a piece of advice I like to tell everyone. Okay. That is, like yeah, that if you aren't sleeping, I actually recommend getting out of bed. So this is for, yeah, whether you're having a hard time falling asleep at bedtime or you wake up in the middle of the night and you're asleep or you can't go back to sleep, then if it's been about 10 or 20 minutes, I actually suggest getting out of bed. And the reason is we want, you want your brain to have the strong association that bed equals sleep. And for people who have been struggling to sleep for a long time, they've lost that association. Like their brain now says, oh, when I'm in bed, I lie awake for long periods of time worrying about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I recommend getting out of bed and going, leaving your bedroom, keeping the lights dim, going, doing something relaxing. Again, it should not involve screens. So that's a tricky one. Um, Right. But yeah, doing something like reading, if you're if your mind is racing, then writing those thoughts down, but not actually, you know, starting to work, <laughs> but right, just getting right. the ideas out so you don't have to worry about losing them. Um, and then once you start feeling sleepy or about 10 to 20 minutes later, then go back to bed. And if you still have a hard time falling asleep, then get back up and keep doing that until eventually you go back to bed and fall asleep. 
So what you're saying is they're laying in bed angrily doing math of if I fall asleep right now, right now, how many hours sleep will I get? <laughs> you're saying that doesn't work. Exactly. <laughs> and it's so hard to get out of bed. I actually had to do this last night. I think my son went to preschool for the first time in two months today and my mind was yeah. racing and right. I, I had to get out of bed and it's so hard to do. So I get it, but I get out of bed. I go read for literally a few minutes and I'm falling asleep again. And then I get back in bed and I'm asleep. So it's actually so much faster. Like you get more sleep by doing that than like, I feel like if I lie there in bed, I'm just going to be there for an hour yeah. or two, not sleeping. My mother sent me a graphic, a little cartoon, and it was so funny. And it said, it was showing like at three o'clock in the morning, somebody was thinking, I wonder, do penguins have knees, right? And you're like, all of a sudden in the middle of the night, you're thinking of something that's so irrelevant. Like, it's crazy. I remember one night in the middle of the night, I woke up, I was thinking, hey, I've had this mattress for like a year. I think I'm supposed to rotate it, right? And it's like three o'clock in the morning. Like, we're, <laughs> this is not the class. I found also it helped me a great deal to not have any clocks in the room yes. like that I could see, right? So I wasn't stimulated, not just by the light, but by doing that gosh darn math again, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So when people come to you, where are they in this journey? Like, I, I would think a lot of people, I mean, I, I, I think now over the years I did have insomnia, but I'm, I'm not one that appreciates labels. And I always think, oh, it's a temporary situation. Like, oh, it'll be fine once I get through this or that or whatever. So where are people coming to? And I would think that they're often coming, suffering longer than they need to. Yes, definitely. I mean, most people I work with have been not sleeping well for years, even decades. Oh. And, and, you know, so technically, I mean, to be, to be diagnosed with insomnia, it's actually, most of us don't have insomnia, right? right. Like for that to be diagnosed as a sleep disorder. So- yeah. So I'm not working with people who have sleep disorders necessarily, it's, but they know that they aren't sleeping well. And, right. you know, it's frustrating to either, you know, some people have a hard time falling asleep. Everyone wakes up in the middle of the night and has a hard time going back to sleep. Oh. And so, yeah. So every, you know, every single person has that in common and it's something they've been dealing with for years. Um, and so people come to me at different places. Some people I'm working with starting with the basics. Okay. you know, and, and providing accountability, for example, for, you know, making sure that they're off screens before bed and, and a variety of other things. And then other people already know all that stuff and they've already been doing that, which is mm -hmm. so frustrating if you're following all those rules and, and it's not helping. And so that's where I then dive into those underlying health issues and do some testing to find out what's going on in people's gut and with their hormones and with their thyroid and really get to the root cause of why they aren't sleeping. Um, cause That's I think, interesting. Sorry, yeah. well, I just think that we're meant to sleep well. And if you aren't and you don't have some crazy sleep disorder that we can figure it out, there's something going on in your body that's keeping you from doing that. And I think what you're saying is, you're right, we're throwing around terms that I don't know what they mean. So I said insomnia because I hear it all the time, but you're, that's a clinical term. I don't have insomnia. It's a condition. So I don't have that. So what you're saying is, there. I think what we often forget is this is a body that has a lot of activity in it, whether you're eating or exercising or how your brain operates. And then we lay this you know, physical body down at night and go, okay, I'm not sleeping as well as I'd like to. And there's a lot of different things, like you mentioned, food sensitivities or patterns or 
you know, poor coping skills or, you know, whatever that just cause you close your eyes doesn't mean like the factory has shut down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. it should though. All right. You know, like it should yeah. be. So yeah. And I think that's it. We all like my mother's coping skills when we were a kid of, I said, get back to bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, or it's going for 10 o'clock. Okay. It's 7.45 mom, right? Like I can tell time. Right? So that's a joke. We all say to her, it was always going for 10 o'clock. Like, it's, no, it's 7.45, but anyhow. Um, so that self-soothing was perhaps not taught to me. Um, so I think that's it. We think it's supposed to be a natural thing. I'm tired. I feel tired. I'd have a, I've had a long day. I go lay down and then you just think, oh, well, this is broken because it's not working. So there's a whole bunch of things that we can dive in and look into, correct? Exactly. Yep. Yes. She's nodding enthusiastically. <laughs> Sometimes people forget that. No, you have to say yes. Right. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. Well, I know uh, with my enthusiasm for your subject, uh, you, you know, perhaps I, I was uh, diving in more than I let you share your knowledge. <laughs> but I think what I think what I wanted to highlight here today is. When somebody comes on and they say, here's some things that you could do for sleep. And it's like, okay, what I want to do, and I say this with affection is poke the holes in those things. Because for when you are not sleeping, those things just sound so simplistic and, and, and frustrating. So I think what we've learned today is it's a much bigger, you know, area where there's all these subtleties that could be impacting your sleep. And so when people want to dive into this a little bit more because they now realize how important it is, where can they reach you? Well, my website is thecompletesleepsolution.com and I have okay. a couple eBooks on there that you can download. Um, one talking about what to do if you can't sleep like that, getting out of bed. And there okay. are a few other things there. And then another one that's diving more into the health issues of why you can't sleep. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Complete Sleep Solution. And I also have a Facebook community called Sleep for Success that I'd love for wow. you to join. If you are having issues sleeping and yeah, you want to, to learn more about why that is and what you can do to fix it. Awesome. Okay. Well, and people, I can tell you from looking at her, she looks well-rested. So she knows <laughs> what she's talking about. <laughs> it looks great. Cause you really can see the difference in the eyes and the skin. when, you know, I look back now I, and I used this in a slideshow once and I had, you know, it's under the umbrella. I wasn't sleeping cause I didn't have a team. And even though, um, that's my platform is when the hour, when the day with the team and stuff. But when you look at pictures of me 12 years ago, oh my gosh, I look like my mother. Like I look way older oh. now or, or way older then than I do now because I, it, it was a lack of sleep. So it really does wear you down. It's so hugely important. So yeah, totally. there we go. I love Don't that you think this so podcast too. before. <laughs> yeah, I do. Don't play this podcast before you go to bed though. I'm all, I'll get y'all right. hopped up about it, but I do think it's, I think it is a really important message that is not addressed enough and it's overlooked. Like it, I think until I realized, I think that it's almost like sleep is a luxury, but it's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Fabulous. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today, Martha. I really appreciate it. And everyone check it out. I mean, you've got a really great option there. You can even check her out in her group and get some uh, tips from her there. So please everyone listen to this episode and get a good night's sleep tonight. And we will see you on the next show. Chris Ward, win the hour, win the day. 
Hey listeners, how would you like to have all the help you need to effortlessly run your business? Create a real business that supports your life instead of consuming it, even if you're bootstrapping it right now. I am super excited to share with you guys that right now we are gearing up to launch an amazing product, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, more results, less you. Go to comingsoonfromchris.com to learn more. That's comingsoonfromchris, K-R-I-S, dot com to learn more.